0: It's time to start living a spiritual AF life. Get cozy. The conversation is starting now. Guess what is coming up on Friday? Can you tune in? What is your intuition telling you? Are your psychic senses just going off right now, trying to figure out what is happening on Friday? Well, I'll give you a hint. It has nothing to do with the spiritual realm. It has nothing to do with our beautiful and amazing community, even though I do love you so much. But I'm glad to tell you on friday march 1st i am going to be celebrating my 12 year wedding anniversary with my best friend and oh my gosh my everything i really do love my husband so incredibly much so we are going to be celebrating our 12 years so i thought that it would be a lot of fun to have him back on the show i cannot believe it has probably been like over a year or two years or something crazy like that since he was on our show last so in case you guys don't know my husband was not really ever into like the spiritual side of things he wasn't really too open it's not something that we really talked about in our marriage or even when we were dating and things like that you know we did talk about ghosts from like time to time and those kinds of things but nothing really big and i remember when i first got my first card reading done and I remember like how much judgment I think I felt from him and he was just like wow you believe in this stuff oh my god you're gonna pay for a reading and he kind of like held his nose up at it but I was just so curious you know I was like yeah like I kind of want to know about this and I tell you what like that card reading scared me to death you know it was so funny so if you are just like embarking on your spiritual journey just know I know exactly how you feel okay and especially if you're embarking on this journey and you do not have like a spouse or a partner that is is on board with you, 1,000% that was me. It was about five years into our marriage that I started opening up to my gifts and stuff like that. And I had to bring him to like Buffalo Wild Wings, get him a little bit drunk, and then like confess to him, hey, I'm not going to meditation class. It's a psychic development class I've been taking. And I'm finding out that I'm a psychic medium and I can talk to dead people and all these other things. Like, it was really crazy. Actually, I think at that time, I still couldn't connect um, with mediumship. So I still couldn't connect to the other side. I was just learning how to see auras and practicing my intuition and it's like senses and stuff like that, but it was really cool because it's kind of like we just grew into this spiritual journey together, and so he has watched me grow and he has watched me, you know, tune in to where finally it's like. All of these things and all of these hits and things like that that I was getting cannot be coincidence. You know, it's really when you put trust and you keep on just living your life in the spiritual sense that you start seeing like, oh my gosh, there's way more to life than we think there is. That there is way more to these coincidences and synchronicities. Like these are actually signs. These are actually from the other side. So I invite you to listen in on a conversation with me and my husband. We had just been watching this show called uh, Paranormal Emergency, I believe, and it's where first responders like police officers, EMT, and things like that, they recount some of their um, experiences that they've had, and they are so crazy. So I do hope that you love this conversation with me and my hubby. He has a, such a fun outlook on things because we get into like you know the ghosts of the 1980s, you know what they're gonna look like go ghosts and stuff like that so it's really really cool um seeing his point of view with all of this uh, spiritual goodness so thanks for tuning in and i hope you have so much fun all right we just got done watching the paranormal emergency where the police officer goes out and basically has a ufo freaking experience and then people within that city are talking about the ufo and he's chasing the ufo and all of a sudden he sees it Like, just plummet into this little, like, pond slash lake in the city. And it has me freaking out because when we first moved into this house, all right, which is off of a small lake that some people call pond, just like that one in that show right there, he said that that pond was not very big. It's a bay. It was a bay. Okay, (laughs) so that means that it goes out to other water.
1: I would imagine, yeah.
0: But he says it was not very deep, eight or nine feet. Eight or nine feet, yeah how how deep is this water out here in the backyard 11 11 so if there's aliens in theirs there could be aliens in ours
1: i suppose theoretically
0: ours is deeper than that one <laughs> and the reason being that i'm all about this is because i have had been, i've had sleep paralysis since i was 7 years old all right we moved into this house when i was like what 30 or something like that 30 or 31 We moved into this house. I've had sleep paralysis my whole entire life, so I don't even know how many years would that have been, 20-something years, 28 years that I had sleep paralysis. Never, ever had sleep paralysis that had an alien in it until we moved to this house. Mm, That's right. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, aliens are drawn to water. Because there's so many people who have had experiences with aliens, and then the next thing you know, that they say that their pool is sucked dry overnight. Mm. And so I started thinking about that. I'm like, oh my god! Like, the alien came into the bedroom, and I can't believe that I had that experience. And then I had that experience at Beaver, Beaver island, island with the yeah. island with, with the with the UFOs.
1: <laughs> right.
0: So I just think that there's something crazy there. So, do you think there's something crazy with the house? Do you think that we have any spirits here?
1: We can't help but think that there's spirits everywhere. Do I see them or feel them? No.
0: Do you don't have any experiences with spirits?
1: I never do. I had the one as a kid, and that was it.
0: So then tell me about what happened last night.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, what happened? I think we're all curious.
1: <clears throat> Well, I don't know if it was a spirit. I came downstairs in the middle of the night to get some water, because my mouth was dry. And like most of the time when I come downstairs to get water, uh, I'll walk around the house on the first floor, do a lap, just check things out. Maybe peer out the window. And I go back and go to sleep. Well, something told me to go maybe check email. I was expecting an email and as I was walking toward the library where the computer sits the computer was uh, asleep you know with the the CPU was sleeping and the the monitors were sleeping well as I approached the library it just awakened just awoke itself almost like in preparation you know like oh you're coming to check email here let me turn myself on and I'm like nope I'm good, I don't need to check him out that bad. <laughs> and then turned around and walked upstairs and said, right, I'll check him in tomorrow.
0: <laughs> okay, so I have a question. Do you think that you pictured like the ghost from like the ghost series? Ghost UK? Yeah, the ghost UK series, they have an American version too, but we watched the UK version. Did you like picture them by your computer?
1: No. And they're the ones that turned the character on. No, like had I done on. that, I, I would have been more amused and, and stuck around, <laughs> I think, maybe.
0: But you immediately thought what?
1: A typical American, I thought, oh, no, it's something bad or, or at least mischievous in the least. So, I'm like, no, if he's in there, why would I? I don't need to be in there.
0: <laughs> like, he can check his email first.
1: Yeah, let the ghost check his email. I'm going to play with this electronic widget. I'm fine. I don't want to, what if you sit in the chair and I sit down in the chair and, and we're both in the chair at the oh same time. Oh my pan. God,
0: that would be awkward.
1: <laughs> right,
0: so I'm good. And it makes you feel like, how many ghosts do you sit on and you don't even realize it? But that kind of reminds me of when was, it? I think it was yesterday during the day though, I believe. Yes, yes, I was sitting down here and I told you the story. I had just got done eating something and my spoon was sitting kind of like on, in the bowl and now... i had had gotten done eating but it had been like 15 minutes and i was just watching you know tv you know just not doing anything and then all of a suddenly the spoon just like i swear to god it sounded like it catapulted out of the freaking bowl right and it goes bang or whatever like that and it scared me at first and my first thought was was there's no way that it just happened by itself I understand that sometimes it does you know how it slowly moves and that kind of thing and then it could take a few minutes this was a long freaking time so I was like there's no possible way that this could be something paranormal but that's first where my mind goes and then I always think to myself too what if it is a past loved one or what if it's a ghost that really really wants my attention or needs my help and those kinds of things and so my first reaction was Okay, I don't think this is paranormal, but it is a possibility that it can be. So what do I do? All right, I said to it, and I said it out loud. I was like, hey, if there's anybody here, then make another noise. You know, like knock on the wall, do something. Give me some kind of sign that you're here, and then you can hear me. Because if you can make that freaking spoon catapult out, then you can make that little knock. You could do something like that. And I didn't hear anything else, so then it's kind of like, Well, that's on you then, Mm -hmm. because it's like, hey, I already did my job, now it's up to you.
1: Yeah, maybe it used all its energy up doing that little parlor trick that it did.
0: That is one, that's a great point, because you also see it in like the paranormal shows too, where you say to the ghost, you can use my energy. I don't ever do that because I already have limited amount of energy. I ain't gonna be no ghost battery (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, I should have thought about all the options of if that were a ghost, if, you know, that possibility. I should have thought about what What if it was a ghost trying to get my attention because it needed help. It could help it, you know, but I don't think like that. I think like the typical person that's conditioned from the television set, so.
0: But to be um. scared. Then also, it's like in the um. middle of the night, the, do- the house is dark and then when you start walking towards your computer and it freaking lights up. Yeah. But I think that subconsciously, you felt that spirit there inside of your library because why in the world were you about to walk around the house and then all of a sudden the thought of checking your email pops in your head when, you're, when your computer is located in that library? And so then all you have to do is turn around, take a few steps, then all of a sudden your computer turns on. You know, other people would call that a coincidence, but people who are in the spiritual know. We know there's no such thing as coincidence.
1: Could have been. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I don't know what it was. But it was odd, for sure.
0: <laughs> you know what I like, though, is what we talked about earlier, about how spirits look because right now we're being haunted by a lot of like
1: oh, 16
0: oh, yeah. 17 1800s you know early you 1900s people you yeah. know who are dressed you know how like sorry for anybody if I offend anybody like little house on the prairie people you know <laughs> like that. that's how I associate it but like we're coming up on getting up there in years, years
1: of when we remember our youth our childhood
0: yes it's been that long. So when these people who are were in the early nineteen twenties, they started like haunting us, you know, around the seventies and eighties. So now we're coming up on a time where we're going to be haunted by sixties, seventies and eighties people.
1: <clears throat> like Cory Cory was it Cory Feldman? Or is it Corey Haim? Who's that? Uh, an eighties actor.
0: Is he from Lost Boys?
1: One of them. I get them mixed up. I think it's Corey Haim.
0: So you want to be haunted by Corey? Uh, it's
1: one of the Coreys. He died of, I don't know, like, yeah. died in the eight or 90s, I think.
0: Yeah, so he's coming back to haunt us.
1: And then, yeah, you don't ever see, you know, kids in egg-legged, you know, rolled jeans and an IOU sweatshirt. Yeah, never. You, you don't see stuff like that. It's always people in long, white, flowing dresses and in mm-hmm. garb from the 1800s or whatnot.
0: Yes, Like, what's... Like, I think that ghosts would be a lot less scarier if all of a sudden, like, you looked up and there was, like, disco pants and, like, she looked like a hippie or the next one it's like, a leotard with freaking leg warmers, you know? Oh, yeah. I I think I would, instead of, like, being scared and running away, I would be like, dude, like, what's up? Like, do I need to grab a Ouija board in order to, like, hang out with you? Like, I want to know what's up. Like... And then here's another thing we didn't think about is music. So... The music now that haunts us you know and it's like very very scary like all of a sudden they're playing the piano but what are they playing they're playing like things that are like dun, 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 dun. Old. yeah old but what if all of a suddenly they start playing like oops i did it again like like what if that all of a suddenly is the music that you start hearing if you think about it that song came out like more than 20 something years ago so
1: it was Corey Haim. he died in uh 10 march 2010
0: Oh, damn. Well, he lived longer than I thought he did. Oh, I don't know him. Yeah, you do. Okay. <laughs>
1: you know who Corey ain't, Mr. Dressman.
0: But then there was also a great point that you brought up earlier, too, which was, like, how about the Native Americans and, like, the burial grounds and how they haunt their burial grounds.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, no, I don't. I don't think that they always haunt them. Uh, I believed that... Some of them, they put a, uh, they put a spell on it, you know, maybe a, a spell of protection. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I I could be completely off, but that's the impression I get from the limited amount of history that I, I've read. And you know, when people go and level them out and, and put houses and shit all over them, and and it's no wonder that you get hauntings and stuff like this. <clears throat> But normal, plain, like people of European descent, you know, like your best friend's neighbor, you put them in a box, you drop them six feet under, and then nobody does any witchcraft or spells or voodoo or puts a hex on on the area. You just put them in the ground, and you mourn their loss, and you drive on.
0: And so that's why we probably don't have a lot of, you know, people from our culture haunting a lot of our burial grounds because like you said earlier you are like the whole entire world well the world like all of the land probably has burials
1: i would imagine after a billion years the whole surface at one point
0: has to have animal bones have to have you know for as long as humans been alive Mm -hmm. you know those those bones and then i like what you said too is that yeah native Native americans they did more rituals and things like that you know for their ground so which is the reason why that we might be experiencing a little bit more of the hauntings from them than we would people from other cultures because you're right we don't really do a lot you know we like send them off off in like a hurry we're like
1: yeah see you later buddy it
0: it was nice knowing you
1: (laughs) yeah you don't do spirit rides or, or spirit walks and ask the, the spirits that are already passed, you know, before you to, to watch over these bodies or this grave and, and all of that shit. We, we live in a different society.
0: Well, and mm-hmm. then I was thinking, too, that, like, Native Americans are very, very protective over the land, also known as their land and Mm. the white man is the one that took away their land so maybe it's also part of the spirits with some unsettled business
1: so maybe they did put a hex a hex on them or or a a curse of some sort you know because they because they got slighted you know through two three four five hundred years ago so it's a form of revenge i don't know it's just a theory
0: so one time i think i told you the story I was 13, I believe I was, 12 or 13 years old, and I'm out rollerblading with one of my friends, and I'm living in Warren, right by Lincoln High School. So people don't know, that's where Eminem apparently went to high school. Lincoln, right?
1: Eminem?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that's where he went to high school with. I'm rollerblading in that area, which is Warren, Michigan. (laughs) Nothing fancy about that place whatsoever. And at the time, I was having a lot of... Like, experiences with my intuition, weird things would happen, and they would come true. Like, I would get feelings, and I would tune into those feelings, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to happen. And sure enough, it would. Well, when I was roll baiting with her one day, one of my friends, I just looked down, and all of a sudden, i just seen these graves. Like, it was like I had x-ray vision, and I could see through the road. And I could just see, like, they were one after another, and I still have this vision in my head of what it looked like and it was kind of like gray slash black and white like it wasn't color and i could see like the their bodies and they were um how do i say this like skeleton bodies you know and some of them were wrapped and then they had um some kind of box like a coffin or whatever and they were laying just one after another and i remember thinking to myself like oh my god are there angel burial grounds around here but of course i don't think that there are it's freaking worn michigan so of course there's not but now, since I've woken up to my gifts, I look back on it, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I had to have seen something. There has to be something there. But it doesn't mean that it's an ancient Native American burial ground. It could have been that i just seen bodies <clears places throat> that were buried beneath the road. Because I was roadblading in the road.
1: Why wouldn't it be? Everybody looks at Michigan or United States as, oh, well, you're new. Other no, than that, You know, as compared to, say, for example, Egypt... Uh, you know the Assyrians, uh, uh, the Great Rift Valley, you know, in Ethiopia and Kenya, supposed to be the cradle of civilization, uh, or, or you know, Babylon, you know, I, you know, Baghdad, <clears throat> the other place that's supposed to be the cradle of civilization. Like that place is old, you know. Minnesota is not old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's just as old as Egypt is. One wasn't created a thousand years after the other. They're created at the same time. Mm. Right? There's nothing new under the sun. And so, why wouldn't there be burial grounds war? This place was covered by natives who were all over this place. This is all native land right here where we're at. Half the names of the cities and the streets are native names. So... That's a good
0: point
1: so it could very well have been Native. If not, it would have been French or English settlers in the 16th,
0: Yeah, it makes me want to, like, learn more about that area there and then see if there really was, you know, burials there. But it's like, I don't know why that I seen it that day. And around that time, everything else that I was getting was correct. So why wouldn't that be
1: correct? Yeah, why wouldn't it?
0: But I have a question for you now. So... You've lived everywhere, and you've also visited a lot of different places, but you're like, hey, America is just as, you know, old as other places, but you've been to, like, Egypt and the pyramids and stuff like that. Do you think that that place around there is more spiritual than here?
1: Good question. Um, I never looked at it in a spiritual or supernatural or paranormal lens, um, I didn't get that feeling. Of course, you know me with, with with the spiritual and the paranormal, even though I believe in it, um, I'm I'm dead. It, it, that part of me is just, it's not alive, it's not active. There's a spirit, there's a room just full of evil spirits. I would walk right through it like a dummy. I'd have no idea. Unless one hit me in the back of the head, I, I don't feel stuff like that. I wish I did. Um, <clears throat> no, I looked at it from the archaeologist or like the Indiana Jones perspective you know the history the historian which i love history <coughs> so no really all i looked at it is is from the, like a curator for in a museum you know how they were worked back then how they lived how they did all of this amazing stuff i never looked at it like are those guys who did all that stuff are they still hanging around here i that was i to think oh nine or no. I was in Africa. I was in Kenya. So twenty ten? Had it been twenty ten. I was in Egypt. Um I uh, wasn't that spiritual. I, well, I I always was spiritual, but in a traditional sense, not in the ghosts in the ghost hunting type type sense. Now had I gone gone back there after meeting you, I don't know, maybe I would look at it in a different light, but I'd like to have you go there.
0: Ooh, I can't wait. But that kind of reminds me of another question that I had.
1: Or did I look at it like that or feel anything or see anything?
0: Oh. And this is coming from a man who's actually seen a ghost when he was younger you're like oh i don't i don't have any kind of spiritual experiences even though you just told us one that happened to you yesterday that's a possible spiritual experience but you actually seen a ghost when you were younger
1: yeah i haven't seen any since uh i don't know why
0: you know what i think i think that i need to tell everybody the story really quick how you were laying in your bed how old were you
1: Maybe
0: eight? Oh, wow, you're that old.
1: Eight, seven. You well, it's a long time ago.
0: And you're just chilling, minding your own business, and <coughs> you've seen, like, the bottom half of a ghost. <coughs>
1: the legs the take legs. one step in front of me, yeah.
0: And you immediately were like, OMG, WTF.
1: Yep, jumped out of my bunk bed. I was on the bottom bunk. I like bunk beds because. A lot of times my cousin would come over and spend the night. Um, Yeah, I flew out of it, flew downstairs and told my grandpa who was sitting in his chair. He always sits in, you know. I didn't assess myself and say, hey, let me modify this story so that I don't sound like a nutbag." (laughs) I just said it, oh my God, i seen a ghost. Of course, obviously he thought I was drunk or high on something, right? What else would be the explanation? You didn't see no ghost. So.
0: You know what just popped into my saying, head? Hmm. Was your grandmother. Did you ever think it was her? She had passed before, uh, way before then. And there was no other experiences in the house. And you guys technically were the second owners, but the original owners of the house had only lived there a year or two before. You guys had moved in in the 50s.
1: 40s. Uh, uh, yeah, 50.
0: Yeah, like 52 or something like that. So... It wasn't like there was a lot going on. Of course, we just talked about there could be a burial ground underneath, but the fact that you only seen it that one time, it wasn't menacingly. And does it look like it was a woman? A woman's legs?
1: No idea. They were in. They were in pants.
0: They were in pants. Yeah.
1: You saw each each leg. Yeah. Wow. Or, or I guess they were like ghost pants. I don't <laughs>
0: ghost pants. Ghost pajamas. <laughs> I
1: don't. I, I doubt it was naked. I doubt the ghost chose to walk around naked and expose itself, right? (laughs) So, I'm guessing it was he had ghost pants on.
0: ghost pants on. Okay, well, because I always pictured it as like a woman wearing like, I don't know, like a shorter skirt or something, (laughs) like not a hooker ghost, but like... Why did it have to be a hooker? Couldn't it have
1: been a flapper? (laughs) Flappers were really short. It was a the Tina Turner's ghost
0: okay? It Like to show off its legs.
1: That would be sweet if I seen Turner, Tina Turner, but no. Well, what
0: kind of pants? <laughs> well, oh, long like, pants and needles. God, Jesus, I don't were know. Greased?
1: Ghost, ghost pants. Were
0: they? Were they military? Look, Junior. There's different I didn't kinds stick of pants. around,
1: <laughs> and observe this thing, and try to get a fashion le- lesson from this thing. The second <laughs> I seen it, I was already halfway down the stairs. <laughs>
0: because you know <clears> what I'm gonna say is that you need to be hypnotized to figure out what the hell your grandfather said to you that day. Because, I don't know, like a normal child just goes right back upstairs and just goes to sleep.
1: If you were an 80-year-old dude, half passed out in your chair, what would you say to a dumb 8-year-old that ran downstairs and told that to you?
0: Okay, I'm glad that you brought that up because it kind of brings me up to a point that I really want to talk to you about and everybody else that's listening is what the F is up with people on TV not believing other people in their paranormal experiences. Like, if I told you, like, oh my god, honey, I seen this light, or I seen this freaking ghost, or I seen whatever, or the lights were flickering, and all of a sudden the, the fucking chair flew across the freaking room, right? And I told you this?
1: Did you just say the fucking chair flew across the freaking room? <laughs> <laughs> but you started off with what the F? So let's not even use either F word, then segue right into fucking, but then say, oh, whoops. Let's go to freaking too late, buddy.
0: <laughs> That's why it's a spiritual AF life podcast, okay? It's like I'm on the border of swearing or not swearing. I, I can't get into the groove. You know how I, I was when Mason was growing up. I just I said fucking <laughs> when when I was around him, and then I said freaking when he was away. Remember? Yeah, I know. I, I I'm I'm too much <clears throat> in the groove.
1: But about those people on tv those are actors that's, that's we
0: just watched the second one of the paranormal thing and he's the one that had the um oh the policeman yes and his wife didn't believe him yes she was like oh yeah okay what kind of people are people hanging out with to where
1: they have no credibility with them yes like am i a liar or do i lie to you every single day
0: i know I and don't if, know. like i understand it's hard to believe but i would never not believe you I would, you know, obviously believe you. Well, I would try to go across the way of trying to debunk, debunk it, maybe, to make you feel better. Well, yeah,
1: well, because I would do the same thing. I would try to explain away what I'd seen. But in 19, I think when that took place in 1996, there were no things that can move across the sky like that with flashing lights and all of this shit. Oh, yeah, that
0: was 1996.
1: And the wife was like, yeah, sure. Well, I guess your wife doesn't believe you.
0: Cause that kind of reminds me of my, my walking pad that I had here.
1: Oh yeah. a great story.
0: Yes. It's like, I am, I told you the story. Like I called you right away. Right. Cause you know, apparently you can save me from ghosts, but I am <laughs> just walking, minding my own business, watching TV on these were, walking pads.
1: Well, oh, it's a mini treadmill,
0: mini treadmill. Yes. Thank you. And so I'm walking and minding my own business. Everything is fine. And all of a sudden, I don't even remember exactly how it went, but the lights turn off and on and start flickering, and the TV's going off and on. And at the same exact time, this freaking walking pad losing its ever-living freaking mind and just speeds up so incredibly fast, which I don't even know if it can go that fast, <clears throat> right? So now I am sprinting for my freaking life trying <laughs> to get off of this thing, but I can't because there's some kind of force that seems like it's keeping me on the locking pad. You know what I felt like? You ever, see, you ever see that um, that episode of Psych? where Sean Spencer thinks that he has to run at 55 or whatever like that or keep his heart rate above 155? If not, there was going to be a bomb that went off. Do you remember this episode? I think so. Yeah, and it wasn't. It was just like, you know, it had like a post-it note saying, you know, don't go bo- go below 155 because his girlfriend had put that on there trying to get him into shape. But he thought that if he went below that heart rate zone, oh. that there was a bomb on the freaking treadmill. Yeah. That's what I felt like. I felt like I couldn't get off for some reason. And so meanwhile, while this is going on, now I'm freaking sprinting on this mini treadmill that they actually call walking pads right now i'm freaking (laughs) spinning like i'm I'm freaking just sprinting on it i mean and like the lights are going freaking crazy and i literally just have to like throw myself off of it i land on my freaking shoulder because there's no other way to get off of this thing and so now i got off of it awesome i stand up and i race towards the front door i open the door just so that i know like okay i can leave if i want But the same exact time, I am like, if this is a ghost, like, there's no way in F that you are going to draw me out of my house. But just in case you're a really bad ghost, like, I want to make sure the door is open so I can run, right? So I'm, like, making sure that I have both faces covered. And I remember looking up when I was by the front door. And then all of a sudden, it was, like, one last time in unison, all of the lights just go off and then right back on again. And I am like, I like i feel like i'm insane at this moment like how the hell am i experiencing this but that is okay because i have you so i called you up and number one did you believe me yeah and i laughed
1: too why did you, you laugh you didn't know but i laughed
0: why did you laugh
1: i could just see you a war running on this <laughs> mini treadmill and now it's going to 10 11 12 13 14 50 you're like oh and then it throws your ass off. And I just think that's funny.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. And then I'm like, okay, no big deal. Because my husband can come home. And then he's going to tell me about all of this. Like, why this happened. Right? Because you're going to go downstairs with that box that has all the switches and everything and you're going to like take these things and then you're going to put them into the light socket and you're not going to like electrocute what? yourself and you're going to tell me all of these electrical things that's wrong with the house. And this is what caused it. But when you did your due diligence in your home... Homework- oh, I
1: just went and checked the circuit breaker box. You know, because <clears throat> there was anything silly going on with this, right? Just by happenstance, it, it pops a, a breaker. You know, you're going to see. You're to go down and see it was, it was broken. But no, it was nothing. Now, the TV, you said it went off and on again?
0: Yeah.
1: That is odd. You know why that's odd? No. Because these aren't normal TVs like we grew up with. Right? That is a, there's a physical switch in a TV. There's this, it's it's a switch, so there's contacts in it. Right? It'll copper contacts. So you push the switch on, closes the circuit, electricity runs through the TV, you're watching TV, everything's good. To shut it off, you push or pull whatever kind of uh, brand of TV it was, opens the contact, and that's it. There's there's no more electricity flowing through your, your TV anymore, right? <clears throat> If you push that knob in and it turns your tv on for example you unplug it the tv's off you plug it back in your tv's coming back on because it's stuck on because that was the old school circuitry these tvs are not that way these are digital if i pull that plug and you've already seen it a million times when i reset the tv the roku when you pull that plug and you stick it back in the tv's staying off it's on standby it's it's off you have to hit the button again. You have to plug it back in and you have to take this remote, hit that button, turn it back on again. So if it was power being interrupted, you know, to the house, say it was the the repairman a mile down the road shutting the grid off for a second because they had to do some repairs and they shut the whole thing down. Once they powered it back up, your TV doesn't come back on again. That's not how that works. This isn't a 1965 RCA. You got to turn that, you got to hit that button again. So the fact that it went off and went back on again, I I found it really strange.
0: And then you said these are on two different circuits too.
1: Yeah, different lights in different houses, yeah, different circuits. Yeah, so the TV. So if and that the went lights. off and that went off, and and there was an overload somewhere, and that would have to pop at least two you know two breakers. But no, nothing was wrong, in the breaker box. And
0: the mini treadmill was also toasted after that, and it never worked again.
1: Yeah, it broke. Yeah, that thing was dead.
0: And it was flashing this number code. Oh, the error code. And when I called the, the company, they're like, that error code doesn't exist.
1: Well, it does. Maybe you're just not aware of it. <laughs> and so
0: they offered me refund, that kind of thing. But I remember I got rid of that treadmill, and I never had an experience like that again.
1: I would have wanted to see that thing throw you off of it. <laughs> I wish we had cameras.
0: It was it was honestly freaking crazy. I felt like I was in like this vortex keeping me on the treadmill. And I swear, like if I were to guess how fast it, it went these these mini treadmills, even though it says like you're going five or six you, you, you really aren't going five or six miles per hour. It's actually a little bit less than that. I'm not sure if anybody listening um can attest to that. But in a real full treadmill like i have downstairs you it it, you actually go a little bit faster so this wasn't actually accurate but if i were to guess how fast that i was running on this mini treadmill um on a real treadmill i was running at least at about 15 miles an hour so max yes
1: on our basement treadmill
0: yes i think that's the incline doesn't it go faster than 15 okay
1: yeah it
0: was like a full-on freaking sprint if not a little bit faster which, that's another thing, too, is that I didn't either, A, want to be running that fast, but it kept me on it. It was, like, one of those things where you, like, keep in motion. Like, what is that called? Like, energy in motion tends to stay in motion. You like, like,
1: a perpetual motion machine?
0: Yeah, but it's a theory. The theory, it's not a theory. Oh. It's a the scientific <clears throat> fact that things in motion tend to stay in motion. So, that's kind of like it felt like. It felt like mm. I had to keep on going. Like, I was going to be, like... Right. I was going to be in that movie Speed, but for freaking (laughs) mini treadmills and not a bus.
1: Right.
0: But that kind of reminds me, too, about how the other morning, I wake up in the middle of the night. And so, I wake up in the morning in the middle of the night. Is that what I just said?
1: Mm, I don't know. I was trying to figure out what that noise was outside on that window.
0: Oh, see? So... I believe it happened in the middle of the night. I wake up in the middle of the night, I go to the bathroom that's in the hallway. I always keep my office door open. And it was really strange and weird because my computer screen is on. And that just strikes me as a little bit odd because my computer screen is not easy to turn on.
1: Oh, well, you mean your... You're, you're my monitor? Was sleeping. Yes. And your engine, your, uh, engine, your computer was sleeping too
0: yes Mm -hmm. in order to get that monitor on i have to like click my mouse a tons of times i have to like hit my freaking keyboard dozens of times like it takes a good like three freaking minutes to get my freaking monitor to work like you can go up there right now and freaking do it man it sucks i literally took a video of it and said to my sister because what happened this night i seen it on and I was like, okay, well, maybe it accidentally just, I don't know. I, I don't know what I thought.
1: A mouse? A mouse hit your keyboard? A yes. Mouse, you know, we got a mouse in the house?
0: Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe when the heat came on, it no. the rough breeze or whatever, you keep no. on thinking of stupid stuff like this. <laughs> so I was like, okay, like, it's no big deal. Like, it's something. Maybe, maybe it stayed on. I didn't even realize it. Okay, maybe it just stayed on the whole time. Maybe I accidentally hit a button and it stayed on. So when i get up the next morning i realize that it's off and i am like okay i'm trying not to freak out or anything else that because i'm like it was on then it's off it's okay i don't even care but what's ironic is that my sister just lost somebody and she felt like this person was reaching out to her and so then i was like oh okay maybe it's that that person so as you know my closet is in my office you know where i get dressed and things like that so when I was in my office getting dressed the monitor turns back on (laughs) and I'm like okay is it him is that is it that person I don't know now really quick we've talked about this earlier but I really want to know your take on it I told you several times after you leave the room in the morning it feels like you come back into the room and I describe this to you as if it seems like you are coming back in the room, but you make no noise. But it's like almost like the energy changes, and I can feel you walking towards the bed. You know, it's just kind of same old, same old. And you know that I've told you that I've, I've had freaking conversations with you where I'm like, Oh, you decided to come back to bed? Are you okay? Is everything all right? And then I realize that you're not in the freaking room. <laughs> so first off, do you believe me when I tell you this? No. No? (laughs) Wait, Second off... Of course
1: I do. Why would you lie about that?
0: Do you think I'm crazy? Slightly. (laughs) And then, like just the other morning, it wasn't, was it in the middle of the night? I think it was in the middle of the night. I think you came downstairs to go to the bathroom, do whatever, get a drink of water. And it was so funny because I felt you coming back in the room, which now, it happens so often. I don't talk to you anymore. And I don't say anything. I just stay completely still until I, like, hear you or, it, like, without a doubt, you're in the bed. Because what will happen is all of a sudden I will feel you come back into the room, which is not really you, spoiler alert, and then I feel something, like, touch me in the bed or it will sit on the bed because I will feel, like, the a, weight. Yeah, a little bit of weight. But I'm like, okay, I can understand if it's all in my head, but what are the odds that these things are happening back to back? That I feel something come in the room, and then all of a sudden now I feel the weight on my bed. Man, that's
1: a good question. I mean, what are the odds? They're pretty low, but are you sure it's not your imagination? That's what everybody else says, right?
0: Yeah, I think about that sometimes. But I'm like, how come it doesn't happen every time? How come it's not my imagination every time then?
1: You're sensitive. Maybe it is a ghost. But it just comes with the territory of being sensitive. Because now you have to put up with that. I don't feel stuff like that.
0: I have a question, is it weird living with a psychic medium that has these experiences and stuff?
1: No, not really. You get used to all the weirdness, then it becomes normal. Does it? But, I wish I had some of your talents, <clears throat> it would be cool to talk to dead people. I'd be doing it all the time.
0: What would you do if you felt them come in your bedroom when, like me?
1: I don't know, you would ha- you'd, you'd have to place me in that situation. It's, it's just like experiences in, in the military. Um, you sit around the barracks, you talk about what you would do in certain situations, but you don't know. Mm. You have to be in the situation to know.
0: Well, one thing that I would suggest, too, is a lot of people are scared and they get fearful right away when any kind of paranormal activity happens. And I think it's because of our society. It's because of movies, it's because of Hollywood, all mm-hmm. those kinds of things when 99.9% of the time it's your past loved one or like someone that's close to you usually that's what it is now you can be living in in a haunted house that has something else but a lot of the times and I mean a lot as in 99 freaking percent of the time it's a past loved one and so the fact that when I feel these things happen when you leave the room and I'm not Scared. Like, I'm not bona fide scared that I think there's something really bad there, I'm just kind of freaked out because it catches me off guard, it catches me by surprise, you know, those kinds of things, then I know that it's something, it's, it's nothing harmless, it is, it is something harmless. Does that make sense?
1: It's benevolent?
0: Yes. Because I feel like if everybody could just switch their, like pivot a little bit of their thinking, and instead of looking at the bad things, they think of it as a good thing first, and then yeah, you'd
1: have to undo 50 years of, of Hollywood, what that does to our, our culture.
0: Oh yeah, it, it's one thing at a time. I was always scared of ghosts and everything else like that, but now it's like I've just learned that there's way more good out there than there is bad. And I don't want to miss an opportunity or a chance for one of my past loved ones to bring some information to me, because so far it's been invaluable. You know, they gave me insight about mom. They gave me insight about Aunt Judy and also Aunt Betty. And so, any time that I get a lot of those really strong paranormal experiences, I am like, okay, like, what's going on? You know, like, thank you for giving me this heads up. Thank you for doing these things. Okay, okay. You know, I so. Don't get anything. And a lot of times they, they give you signs and stuff like that that might freak you out. Like, um, there's this one story, and um, it was a, one of the clients of mine and she said something about, like, her dad died or something like that. I forget the whole story, but I remember picking up her dad, and her dad saying that he's messing with electrical, and she's like, oh, my God, yeah, like, the doorbell's been ringing, like, every night since he's been gone or something crazy like that. And I think I've seen that on a TV show, too, so that's kind of crazy. But it's like, yeah, that's them reaching out to you. And then there's, like, such crazy things, like, about TVs and stuff like that, turning on, but they turn on till like their favorite sports team on TV and things like that. and That would be cool. It's like STEM. And there was one more thing. They do reach out to you, so stop manifesting that they don't.
1: I'm not doubting that they reach out to you and make the attempts. It's just I miss it. I don't I don't hear it or feel it, which sucks. Now, I get voices in my head, <clears throat> you know, telling me to do, you know, like strangle you or stuff that I mean. <laughs> You know, like do this, don't do this, you know, like advice. Yeah. And you think it's, because it's your own voice, so you think it's you, but I don't think it's me all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm that brilliant. I don't get all these fucking high speed ideas. I think uh, a lot of these ideas and and pieces of advice I think are, they're from somewhere else.
0: Yep. And you know, 100% it is from someone else because this reminds me of my readings because sometimes spirit will give guidance and advice and people will just think that I'm the smartest thing and they're like oh my god that was brilliant that was so great and I'm like dude like that's not coming from me (laughs) like like I'm the conduit that's giving you this advice but I wouldn't have even thought of that like that is freaking great that is brilliant now you've had a little bit more detailed experiences where they've actually helped you you know like put together cars you know and stuff like that that's a little more intricate mine's more like life advice you know um but it's really amazing sometimes
1: that was awesome
0: <laughs> and they the thoughts and things like that that's one of the number one ways that they communicate because it's telepathy because you think about it spirits don't have a voice box mm-hmm. they speak through mind connection so that's the reason why it's so important for us to tame our mind and to be able to tell what's our voice inside of our mind so that we can better recognize the voices that aren't ours
1: For me, it's it's the same voice. It's just the things it says, you know.
0: It's way more wise.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a pretty smart dude already, but but you know, when you get ideas that are just sheer brilliance, like to figure something out, a complex problem. Yeah. For example, on a car or, or any type of project in the garage. <clears throat> you kind of know. At least I do. If it's all yours or you had influence from, from somewhere else. Damn, that was an awesome idea. Like, holy shit, I can't believe I thought of that. Well, you know, you look back, it's like, I'm not sure I did think of that. You know, like we were talking about the light bulb, right? Like the first dude that invented, or, or I guess dreamed up the, the theory. I'm not sure it was Edison. I I think there was a predecessor to the tungsten filament inside a vacuum. Uh, And then you apply voltage to it. Um, But I mean, where where the fuck did that come from? Hey, let's take a piece of tungsten, draw it out real thin, you know? Like 20-gauge tungsten. Put it in a coil, suspend it between these two arms... Put it in a, in a in a glass bulb, suck out all the oxygen, right? And throw 120 volts to it or 60 watts, right? And it'll burn. And since it's in a vacuum, it won't blow up. And like, where, where'd where you get that from? You saw another example of a previous light bulb in another country and it didn't work so well. So you improved upon the... the
0: well, even if that right. person did, if there was a predecessor too, where the heck did they get that information from? Kind of
1: like-, like, like there's a meme going around. It's a long time ago, four or five years ago. Who was the very first person to think, see that horse right there? I'm going to get on that bitch. <laughs> yes. I'm going to get on it. And I'm just going to ride it. Like, where did you get that idea from? Nobody's ever rode a big, huge, white animal, you know, 40,000 years ago. And then here it is. The first dude comes strolling in the village on a horse. And all the villagers were like, what the
0: fuck? No, I love your, your example earlier about rockets. About not only am I going to launch this thing into space, but I'm going to understand the physics of how it needs to be pointed.
1: You know, the earth is spinning at what? At what, 16,000 miles you know we're spinning we're spinning yes. fast right
0: and we're on a tilt
1: yeah so you're gonna launch this rocket that you just dreamed up right the germans yeah. in the 30s we're already screwing up rockets i'm gonna take this locks you know like liquid oxygen liquid nitrogen whatever the propellant was i'm gonna jam it in here and set it on fire and i'm gonna be able to control the thrust and everything and aim it in everything Right? It's not like a bottle rocket where I got 80,000 pounds of thrust, but it's just going to go like this all over the place. I'm going to aim it, and I'm going to steer it. And I'm going to kick it off from the surface of a globe already spinning fast as fuck. And I'm going to fly it up to that moon. And? And it's going to turn around. It's all radio-controlled. I got a radio-controlled car. I'm going to launch it into space. It's going to turn around. And I'm going to land it back on the, the, on the planet again.
0: Without smashing it to motherfucking pieces.
1: Into little mother effing pieces. Yes. Yeah. And and so somebody in the 30s. Well, half the planet, the, the TV was a spirit box. They didn't even know what electricity was.
0: Oh, remember cameras?
1: Yeah. And the, how <laughs> pictures are going
0: to steal your soul? Yeah. But yes, exactly. So it's- half
1: the planet was burning whale oil. And one small group of dudes were like halfway to the moon in the 30s. Where did you get that idea from? Like, what were you doing a week prior to that? Think of the very first year. Oppenheimer or or any of these fools. So last week I'm working on, I don't know, the cleaner burning candle. I don't know. One dude's like, I'm just going to, let's take this big, huge candle candle-shaped thing and launch it up to the moon. Okay, in a week, and you got this, you got this prototype jet motor, jet turbine. And yeah, they launched a couple hundred, obviously, and they failed all the prototypes, so they refined the design. But where did you get the idea of the shape of the motor? And the nose cone and, and the materials to survive re-entry. And where did all this come from? Based off of what? The last rocket motor that failed? Like I said earlier, in another, this is the very first one. There are no physics solutions that are already pre-made in the physics book you could draw from. You know, like structural engineers draw from these these set formula how? Where are they getting this information from?
0: And that's why, like the theory states, and I complete this is completely plausible, especially given like what you have just said, is that spirit goes ahead and downloads ideas, and it, it tries to go with the best person to bring that idea to fruition, and then it get, they only give you a certain amount of time before they'll go on to somebody else. And I think that's kind of proven with, like, my book. The Day the Sun Sun Slept In is my first children's book. And it was really funny because I wrote that how many years ago, back in 2004, 2005. I sat on my book for how long? Until finally in 2017, which is, like, 15 years later or something crazy, 13 years later, I decide, hey, I want to actually get my book published. And that's when I find out that somebody else has written a book called the day the sun slept in wow but luckily i was still able to publish it and stuff like that our books were completely different but it just reminds me that yeah spirit does that they give these ideas to people just like the dna dna helix you know the double helix like that was thought up of somebody in their dream that's how they got it and the same exact thing with like stephen king's books and his novels and stuff like that oh brilliant A lot of those came to people in dreams, because that's another way that spirit talks to us. Through those downloads like you were just talking about, which is through the thoughts and the minds, and then also through dreams.
1: I get a lot of solutions to problems when I'm trying to go to sleep. You know, I can't fall asleep immediately. It takes like a half hour for me to sleep. While I'm sitting there in the darkness and the silence, I'll mull that problem over in my head. And a lot of times I get awesome solutions.
0: But do you see, that's the reason, it's so easy for spirit to talk to us around that time, because it's when we're trying to settle our minds.
1: There's just no distractions, yeah.
0: And so finally, like I always say, it's like they're trying to get a word in edgewise, and now they can, because now you're settling your mind, where throughout your whole day, your mind's always so busy that you won't hear them. It's like a party, like yeah. you're having a party
1: Absolutely all throughout the day,
0: and then finally at night, the party's finally settling down, and so spirit's 100%. like, like, hey. Oh... Well, thank you so much for talking with me about this today.
1: Yeah. It was a good talk. Yeah, I like it. Mm -hmm. We'll continue this.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Spiritual AF Life podcast. You'll find all the links to resources and more in the show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on the incredible episodes that are coming up.